Good evening and welcome to an episode. I love how you said how I didn't say another. Welcome to an episode of the DFWTO podcast. Yes. I am your host, Casper. We are here. I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. And we are finally back to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because Wednesdays are finally again. For podcast. Again. <laughs> Hi. Guys, it has been guys. How's it going? Fucked up last two months. It's been terrible. It's been um. So, uh, we really appreciate everybody that has sent well wishes and um, everybody that's still sticking by us. Um, Yes, it's been uh, like if if you've followed the socials, uh, literally almost within two weeks. Casper and I both had pretty terrible losses, so... Uh, Which is actually wild. Yeah. In itself, the fact that we both did. Yeah. And that was my first. That was my first Literally big loss. in two weeks. So, um... We did just... We just straight up weren't having a good time. It was not good. Oh, and my girlfriend decided to break her pinky and have surgery. So, luckily, I've had nothing else going on. <laughs> And it happened the Except day we that. buried my grandma. So, you know, it's... Oh, well, besides... <laughs> I, I mean, you guys know about me being in the hospital, my diverticulitis. Which is totally fine. I'm still doing fine. Still, do, Oh, and still, she's okay, yeah. Good. Everyone's okay. Still, still doing good. But, uh, yeah. I've had nothing else going on. Thank God. Everything else. Husband's been great. Everybody else has been great. Just, um, yeah. Life... Uh, Hey, if that's one thing we all have in common as as humans, as mammals, as any living beings, we all will leave this perpetual plane of existence someday. So, um, yeah. But again, thank you for everybody that uh, sent out well wishes and um, thoughts, prayers, good vibes, all that stuff. Um, that it. I mean, it. It really, honestly, no pretentiousness whatsoever it is very much appreciated and uh it meant a lot needed. it meant a lot seeing you guys so, emailing yeah. or uh emailing um messaging the page and asking about both of us because you guys know we've never taken a break like that this entire time we've done the podcast this we've song. never <laughs> even in the pandemic we didn't no. in the panorama we were still in the poot lovato recording <laughs> um but we both just the kind of clismic fall of everything was just too it was just too much grief it was just far too much is a very powerful thing and there was a lot going on with the grief in the grief department so um uh we don't regret taking that time we glad we're glad we did and we glad that we are glad that you guys uh and appreciate the support um and hope that you were able to get caught up on some old episodes yes checked out the merch page um and all that stuff so uh also, just a couple of quick updates. Um, we are still going to be, anybody that has watched or hasn't had a chance yet, if you haven't had a chance yet, watch the Tubi documentary, um, Who Are the Men in Black. Uh, we will still be doing that. <laughs> we, we are. still going to be talking about that. It is a really uh, incredible documentary. I, I've actually just recently, as of last week, I saw some new footage that's been released. It's on. It's like all over TikTok. I don't know if it's real or fake, but like, Guys, this Men in Black thing is starting to blow up. So I don't know what's going on. If anybody knows what I'm talking about on TikTok, I don't know if I, I probably did save it. But like, there's just, there's been this video of this woman at a hotel. Man, man, a man in black walks in. 
uh, she walks out. She's never seen again. It's it's crazy. So this this Men in Black stuff is starting to really ramp up. So um, we will be doing that episode also. Uh, again, if you have or have not, you still have a chance. Pluto, Pluto TV, totally free. Download it on your phone. Download it on your TV. Um, we are still going to be doing that interview with Tony Wash. We, uh, we, we thank Tony immensely <laughs> for being so amazing with us that we've had to reschedule umpteenth billion times, but he has been incredibly understanding and we are going to be doing that interview with Tony, um, next week, next actually. week, it's, mm-hmm. our, it's our episode next week. Yes. Yeah, so thank please, you, Tony. Thank, thank you. you, Tony. And if no one has yet seen Skeletons in the Closet, please watch that and go back and listen to our interview with him. Literally it was three years ago. Um, and again, if you've not had a chance to watch any of the episodes of Bloody Bites on, uh, that he did collaborating with Bloody Disgusting, please, Pluto TV, again, totally free, like Tubi, download it on your phone, download it on, I got it on my phone, guys, I'm working, I'm watching it on my phone, so listen, you have no excuses, and now you have, a, now you have extra time if you haven't got a chance to watch it, so, um, mm-hmm. we will still be talking about the Tubi doc, we will still be doing our interview with Tony, that is next week so uh we just wanted to kind of that was just kind of a quick fyi because we did have to we were making announcements for things and then things happened and then we had to switch some things around but i just those were like the two big things i wanted to let everybody know if we um if people were wondering are we still going to be doing those episodes yes yes yes, we are so also the best announcement of the evening tomorrow is the first day of fall i don't care what anyone says tomorrow's september 1st it's the first day of fall and my 10-year wedding anniversary is a week after that. Yes. So September mm. has always been a great month. I am Also, how in the absolute so. fuck is it September tomorrow? I'm, I don't know. Hip. <laughs> like, I'm happy, but I'm not. I always like summer towards the end of summer. The beginning Once of, it starts transitioning to The fall. beginning of summer can literally suck my whole dick. All of it. Um... It is Satan's taint. Yes. For like a month and a half. And you literally want to do nothing because it feels like you are on the surface of the sun Mm -hmm. everywhere and you will melt. Like Rudy Giuliani. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but it was literally a conversation I was just having and I thought I had to throw it in there because it's funny. So however you feel, it was funny. I don't care. Um, (laughs) Anyway. I, yeah, so it's like the tail end of summer because I've been to the beach and like, I love it and like the water's still warm and it's not, again, it's not the surface of the sun outside, you know, outside. So I'm like happy and I'm starting to get cool. Yeah. So the days are still kind of hot right now, but the nights are starting to get cooler. Yeah. I got up this morning and it was 59 and I was like, August is how I wish the whole summer actually was. Yeah, July can go suck my asshole. It's, it's and it gets worse every year. I mean, literally, I saw somebody. It it might have been Burnzig. Shout out to Burnzig. He's a great uh, artist. If nobody has seen his stuff, he's amazing. Um, where it was literally like what the summer feel, and it was that scene from Terminator Two. Remember when the? I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Yep. And I'm like, why was the whole month of July? If y'all don't know what we're talking about or you're not that old, just you need to watch Terminator 2. It's a great movie if you haven't seen it. I don't know what's wrong with you if you haven't. But anyway, it's that's literally what the whole month of July felt like. 
It literally felt like that. I'm very grateful that it was nice. the day, of course, then again, we were inside because my grandma had a plot inside next to my grandpa. So we, we were actually in a building, but I'm grateful it wasn't blood sucking hot that day. But Saturday, not Saturday, Sunday, this past Sunday was a, oh my God. Like I was hit, couldn't breathe. And what was so crazy is in the morning, it was amazing. Yeah, it was My fine. husband and I went to the park at like 8 o'clock in the morning, 8, 8.30 in the morning. It was great. And it was a beautiful walk. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was amazing. Went Until about noon hit. got breakfast, came home, and then all of a sudden like, yeah, what we, what I noticed was that the air kept kicking. I was like, it must have gotten really hot outside. It did. And then literally stepped outside for half a second, and that's all I needed. Well, me and Alex were going to go uh, My skin melted off my leg, and it then it... <laughs> no. It happens. <laughs> for that half a second, I stepped outside. That's how fucking hot it was. Me and Alex were going to go hiking in Yellow Springs, and we were like... We walked outside and said, nope. Oh, because that would have been the day you guys came back. Oh, God, no. It was. So <laughs> we literally went shopping in Yellow Springs, and in every single store we possibly could get in, we did. Because we were so hot. Yeah. I was like, I am a swamp ass. Yeah, see, that's not a good look. No. That was me. That was me after the Indiana State Sanatorium. Like, everything. It was actually pretty hot. Like, everything. It was so humid. Everything on... Like, when you can smell yourself, that's when it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> yep. And if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, if you've never experienced that, go wander around in the woods uh, in the middle of the summer at night. And In the you, Midwest. And you will smell every orifice of your body. And it's not... It's a great time. Pleasant. Uh, it smells like a Walmart bathroom, if you get my drift. It does. It smells like a Walmart bathroom. <laughs> Male or female. It don't fucking matter. You guys heard that sound. Listen, I haven't been in a Walmart bathroom in a long time. But you know that but smell. But that smell you know that stays smell. with you forever. It's like... Forever. It's olfactory trauma. <laughs> Listen, it's like the... It's like you know when you your look at a surface glands, and your tongue knows what that feels like. Your scent glands are traumatized forever. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you've ever been in a Walmart bathroom. And, and anywhere. Anywhere in the United States either. We're not talking about just Ohio where we where we are. We're talking about Walmart. literally anywhere. Because it's Walmart. It's Walmart. And it doesn't matter where you are. No. It's Walmart. Anyway. <laughs> so before we get into our new episode this evening about the true story behind Fashima Sherman. Now we, we have talked about the real story behind The Conjuring. Yes. But we didn't really go into detail about her. Um, so we're going to talk more in detail about that and not just kinda, the, the house as a whole. Kind of clear up her name. Um, before we get into that, a word from our sponsor, since we haven't heard from our sponsor in 150,000 years. <laughs> Calm your body down. Um, yeah, guys. So actually, this is a great night to announce two things. Uh, I know it's been a few days since I posted on the, uh, Instagram page, but the pumpkin spice bath bombs will be coming this week. Uh, I know it's a little late in the year, but <laughs> some things have happened. So, uh, th they will be coming this week. Also, second announcement, I will be doing another market, uh, for Wyoming, like the one in July. I will be doing that in September. 
So stay tuned for more announcements. I know September is literally tomorrow, but um, <laughs> it's in a few weeks. So I will make some more announcements when it gets closer to that time. So anybody that hears this that's local to the area, please come check it out. Um, and yeah, again, the pumpkin spice ones will be available this week. Uh, Etsy, Instagram, TikTok, calm your body down. Thank you. It is time. Calm your body down. Bing, bing. Sorry, my bad. Also, just want to give a huge shout out to my boss. Uh, he is a big fan of the podcast. He is got from he he is got promoted. Okay, he got promoted to a different position and starts tomorrow. So I wish you nothing but the best, and I absolutely adore you. And I'm gonna miss you as my boss. But you know, you gotta do you. I guess. Anyway, <laughs> so. I know you always. It's always great. It's so bittersweet. Like, that like, happened. That just recently happened to. Uh, one of my supervisors and she she was amazing and i'm just like you know you're always happy when somebody does advances right and obviously if that's something that they wanted but yeah you miss them especially if they're really cool cool bosses are hard to come by so uh yep yeah <laughs> work trauma <laughs> so much trauma <laughs> Um, so guys, real quick before we get into this episode about Bathsheba, I want to give a couple of uh, Instagram shout outs to some um, like newer uh, pages that I've started following. One in particular, her name is Amanda and her page is Spooky New England Ghoul. Um, I, I love her stuff. Um, she has done a lot of a lot of investigating and information about Lizzie Borden, about the Borden house. Um, and she just recently did a, uh, gave a speech and visited the conjuring. Well, the I, I more like to call it the Perrin house, but everybody is familiar with it from the conjuring house and, uh, Andrea Perrin. So she's really knowledgeable in her field in what she knows and her page is absolutely amazing and she gives so much information and um yeah guys check her check her page out i absolutely love her and um that kind of brought me to wanting to do tonight's um or just talk about it in general uh uh not only the parent really more what surrounds that house with the story of Bathsheba Sherman. Um, what we know from the movie uh, is just really frankly untrue. Um, now again, and I do wanna put this disclaimer out because I think this is something that could be very easy for people to do, especially if they're flat out haters already. Uh, and we've gotten flack for this. I love the Warrens. We love the Warrens. If you've listened to us long enough, you know how we feel about Ed and Lorraine. Um, Lorraine could have very well been picking up a different entity that, and this has been known to happen, that was making her believe that it was Bathsheba. And that's how the story was connected. Um, but unfortunately the real Bathsheba Sherman that lived on or near this property, and we'll get into this, to this article that will go into that story. That was just very, very, very untrue. So what got painted in the movie 
is basically what has led everybody to even to this day. I mean, the movie came out nine years ago uh, that Bathsheba is this evil entity that was the one that was attacking the parents, specifically Andrea's mother <coughs> in the time that they lived in this home in Connecticut. Um, so yeah, and I think it's important because Bathsheba was a real person. She was a mother, she was a wife. Uh, and listen, I wouldn't care if it was two, three, five hundred years later. I would not want somebody besmirching my dead name and forever and always I'm known as this evil fucking demon that tried to kill a whole family and possess a mom. You know what I mean? I don't like, need everybody telling my want, truth. Listen, it's not your business. Um, <laughs> first off, bitch, mind your business. <laughs> like, I seriously though like i i thought a lot about that and especially um again like i said on amanda's page on spooky new england ghoul um a lot of what she taught you know when you she, when you when you get more of a human element behind somebody it's like it's more in your face and that's you know it, it's like okay i don't care how long ago this was this was a real woman this was a real person and I think it's incredibly, it's it's incredibly disrespectful to me. I, and again, like I said, I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. I don't, you know, I'm not, it's not like she's somebody famous or be somebody famous, but it's like her name became famous mm -hmm. out of, I think, just pure mistaken identity. So I did just want to throw that out there because I think that what's led this is a lot of people just immediately, oh, well, there's something else we can use to discredit the Warrens. But see, you guys yeah, have to remember like the Warrens were human. As, as much as they did work for um, the spiritual world and in the spiritual world, you have to understand they weren't perfect either. They were still human. They were very still able to make mistakes. And I feel like that brings a human element to them too, where it's like, well, that you can discredit them because they were wrong. You want to discredit yourself every time you're wrong? Like genuinely, they're human. They're going to make mistakes. And I, I agree with what Becky said. This is a, demons are very smart. And they're very good at what they do. A demon very, very well could have tricked her into thinking it was Bathsheba. And also, if there's multiple demons, mm -hmm. which I believe there's... I, I believe that not not just demonic activity, activity, period. Yeah. There are multiple entities. There's so much going on at that house. On that property. There's so, so much the, going the on. The house, the property, All the whole thing. Anything... And listen, we 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 are two that are a testament to that fact. New England, there's just something spoopy about that whole, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that that was our first mm -hmm. colonies, that that was our it's first. It's the oldest area. It's and then you got to think too. That was that was probably the most bloodshed from the beginning with the indigenous first. Listen, we got to bring it up. We got to bring it up. There who were, invaded who? There were people here. Who invaded who? <laughs> Before the colonizers showed up. And that Thanksgiving story is bull shiznittle. It's not true. I'll play the victims. So all your life. Um, uh, it's, listen, it's not 
oh, here's some corn. That's all that dinner and dirty. Um, that's bullshit. It's not true. That story happen. is not true. It did not happen. You know how you guys grew so... up watching the cowboy and Indian movies? And you rooted for the cowboys? And then you grew up and realized the real history of the country? And you started rooting for the Native Americans? Yeah. You started rooting for the so... indigenous people? Because you realized they weren't the bad guys? They was just trying to, like, live life. They were just trying to, you know, protect their like, land. And then, like, Pale Face shows up. <laughs> and imagine <laughs> that coming off a ship at you. I would think they were ghosts. <laughs> I would be like... I would legit... I would be like, Little Creek, what the fuck? I'd be like, this <laughs> This is what our ancestors told us about. These These are the demon spirits. These... I would think they were He doesn't ghosts. look like Bigfoot. What the hell is that? <laughs> like, what is that? You gotta think it's dark. And if I saw a pale, absolutely not. What is that? Said, what is that? Terrified. What? I would be terrified. You know, if you were a little kid, oh my god, nightmares. You know <laughs> all the shit that's going on in America right now. You'd think that we were cursed or something. You know, like we were on an Indian burial ground. The entire fucking country is. But you know, I digress. Anyway, yo, the whole <laughs> continent. Out all of it. The stuff they found out in Canada, and all of a sudden the Pope went. It. The Pope went wisha wisha, and everybody's like, "Oh, we forgive." And no, the fuck we don't. Um, like, excuse me. I love how y'all just one person could just go wiped it clean. Here's a couple of you could. Here's say, a couple of our fathers and everything. You could say wiped <laughs> it clean. I love that. Listen. Like I said earlier. We're just going to take a little white out and just dab that end. <laughs> Listen, like I said earlier, I'm fully aware of the dumbassity, the dumbassity of my oh race. Oh, God. Anyway. You got to laugh about it. Listen. Listen. <clears throat> listen. Mm -hmm. We all know the stories. We have to add. This the, is the story. We have to add the funny elements to it. Yes. You have to laugh about it. But I, I have to say that because... You start from that history and then just going into everything, so many structures even today that the the Puritans laid ground and, uh, God, the Salem witch trials, just mm -hmm. so many awful, awful things happened in within the, the birth of what we know as our nation. Um, I think places like that, you, you're just... With everything else on top of it, you're bound to just have so much activity. And it always seems like in New England specifically, you you know, Massachusetts, Connecticut, it's, there's, and always in Massachusetts. And Rhode Island. And Rhode Island. Yeah, there's so, I mean, there's so much, but I think specifically because those were the, those are the ones right on the coast. It's right there. So, yeah, you've just got so much going on in such a small area um and i really think a lot of it the foundation of it started mm -hmm. from the the birth of this continent mm -hmm. and all of it indigenous blood uh colonizer blood all of it you know there was so much blood shed that you're still and i'm a believer in this it goes back to when we talked about bobby mackey if you've got so much in one area and then just more and more and more trauma built on top of that 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 lays in the ground yep. that's in that's that's in the earth and that stays there that energy stays there and it feeds and it festers um and i think that that's 
very much of what's happening on this property. And it, um, I was actually just telling Casper earlier, I have, I really don't have any desire to go to this house, but I've been drawn to it. And that worries me. I think anywhere, I'm not going to go guys. Don't worry. It ain't happening. Cause if Casper ain't going, you know, I'm not going, it ain't happening. Yeah. It's um, a hard pass. <laughs> And I think I think it's because now more and more and more and more people listen. If people do want to go there, I do. I, listen, I also want to say anybody that has been there, no disrespect to you at all. And if and if nothing's happened to you, if nothing's followed you, if nothing's attached to you, then even better, wonderful. I'm I'm very happy for you. But Casper and I both, and we've shared this before. If you've been a longtime listener, we have both had you know, uh, our own history with demonic activity. And we are both very sensitive to that. And I think this area is just wrought with it. Um, and again, just activity period, but it's just like, that's not safe for someone like me. I feel like we'd literally be driving up to it and then just not even stop the car and turn it around and be like, goodbye. Yeah. Cause I, it just would be too strong. Mm -hmm. It would just be way, oh my God, just entirely, entirely too strong. It would, Almost like a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Because energy lives. I That's live. how I feel. I love it. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> this article, though, and we have used them. I, I think we've actually used this website before, All That's Interesting. I believe. Um, <clears throat> yes. This is by John um, Karowski. Karowski? It's by Marco. Mar oh, I'm sorry. Marco... Yeah, it was checked by John. Is Rossi. his last name Margaritoff? Because that's it, dope that's as hell. what it looks like it says. Margaritoff. Marco Margaritoff wrote the article. Um, I'm guessing John Karoski is the one that fact-checked it. So, uh, and it was published in December of 2021. Um, so it starts off by saying Bathsheba Sherman was a real woman who died in Rhode Island in 1885. So how did she end up being depicted as the baby-killing witch featured in The Conjuring? And then they have a very Casper, beautiful wanna... picture of her. Oh, I know the the um, lovely the lovely one from the movie. That's <laughs> great, beautiful. You know, I do have to say, the first time I saw that movie, that face haunted me. For oh, a oh, same, same, <laughs> same. <laughs> Believe it or not, Bathsheba Sher Bathsheba Shima. This is going great. Bathsheba Sherman, the fearsome demon that terrorized the Perrin family in The Conjuring, was not entirely fictional. Some believe she was a witch who worshipped Satan and was related to Mary. It's Easty. I believe it's Easty. I believe okay. it's Easty. A woman who was hanged in the witch trials. Others believe Sherman murdered children in the 19th century Connecticut. As for historical records, they confirmed that a Bathsheba Thayer was born in 1812 and would later marry a farmer named Judson Sherman in Connecticut before birthing a boy named Herbert. The legends, meanwhile, claim that she was later caught sacrificing her son, Satan. Her son, Satan? <laughs> her yep. son... It's a Jersey devil all over again. No. Her son to Satan. Two. Amazing how a preposition can change an entire sentence. With a sewing needle. Little baby Herbert. To Satan. There we go. Little baby Herbert Satan. No. Yeah. <laughs> With a sewing needle. Cursing all who would dare live on her land, she supposedly climbed a tree and hanged herself. 
According to paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, Bathsheba Sherman promised to haunt anyone who would go on to occupy the land where her home once sat. The couple was contacted by the Perrin family who had moved onto the property in 1971. Household items had begun to vanish and their children were supposedly visited nightly by a malevolent female spirit. Their eldest daughter, Andrea Perrin, had since chronicled her traumatizing childhood in House of Darkness, House of Light. While skeptics say that the Warrens are mere profiteers of the unexplained, Perrin has yet to waver from her story. But to separate fact from fiction when it comes to the true story of The Conjuring, one must return to the life of the real Bathsheba Sherman. Um, Also, I would like to say to those of you who don't know, the Warrens never made any money on anything that they never, not once. We have mentioned that before here, but just to reiterate. So it's so funny when people say that. That says a lot. Profited what? They didn't profit anything. That says a lot. Um, By all accounts, Bathsheba Thayer had a relatively contented childhood. She would grow into an envied beauty and tie the knot at 32 in 1844. Her husband ran a profitable produce business from his 200-acre farm in Harrisville, Rhode Island, but the community would soon see the newlywed wife as a threat. Of course they did, because everyone hated women in the 1800s. Actually, always. Puritans. (laughs) Um, uh, Bathsheba Sherman had been babysitting her neighbor's son when the young boy mysteriously died. Local doctors established that the child's skull had been impaled when a, with a small, all bet, fatal tool. Despite the fact that Sherman was the last to tend to the boy, the case never went to court and local women were enraged. According to legend, Bathsheba Sherman's son would never celebrate his first birthday as his mother stabbed him to death a week after he was born. Her confounded husband is said to have caught her in the act and witnessed her vowing allegiance to the devil before climbing the tree she would hang from in 1849. While some claimed they had three other children, no census records of this exist. Now, that that doesn't always mean anything. Uh, Some remain convinced, however, and that none of these siblings lived past seven. Ultimately, Bathsheba Sherman's story remains largely unsourced, while records confirm Judson Sherman died in 1881. With Bathsheba Sherman's tombstone in downtown Harrisville revealing her date of death as May 25th, 1885, her alleged suicide in 1849 appears utterly fabricated. Today, Andrea Perrin is unconvinced that it was Sherman who terrorized her as a child at all, but the neighboring Arnold estate matriarch who hanged herself in the barn in 1797 instead. Of course, it's the fucking neighbors. Every time. <laughs> the Perrin family haunting and the true story. A financially strapped... Why did my brain not... Well, my brain could not realize what I just said. I just read strap truck driver and I was like, what are we reading? A financially <laughs> strap truck driver. Roger Perrin was overjoyed to close on the modestly priced 14 bedroom farmhouse in 1970. The family moved in by the following January. His wife, Carolyn and their five daughters had transitioned into the new house. Well, until odd noises started emanating from empty rooms and items went missing. The children began to speak of spirits visiting them in the night. One was a boy named Oliver Richardson who befriended Andrea's sister, April, who in the movie was, what was his name? Oh, it was a little boy in the was a little music boy. box. Gosh, I can't, I can't remember it. Either. I can't remember it either. Uh, Cindy saw them too and reminded a saddened April that these spirits couldn't leave the house to play and were trapped indoors. My father wanted them to go to, 
to go away and pretend none of it was real, just a figment of our imagination, said Andrea, but it started happening to him too, and he really couldn't deny it anymore. Carolyn Perrin was finding neatly piled dirt in the middle of rooms she had just finished cleaning with no one at home. Meanwhile, Andrea was being tormented nightly by a malevolent female spirit with a bent neck. It was a bent neck lady. Yeah. She believed had been hanged. <clears throat> Andrea believed it wanted to possess her mother to kill her and her siblings. Whoever the spirit was, she perceived herself to be the mistress of the house, and she resented the competition of my mother posed for that position, said Andrea. When Carolyn heard of this, she contacted a local historian who told her of Bathsheba Sherman and that she enjoyed starving and beating her farmhands. The records showed the Sherman farm had been in the same family for eight centuries and that many who lived there died oddly, drowning, hanging, murder, etc. Convinced Bathsheba Sherman was haunting them, the parents contacted the Warrens. A self-taught demonologist and self-described clairvoyant Ed and Lorraine respectively agreed that with assessment, agreed with that assessment. The cusp the couple conducted a seance in 1974 during which Carolyn allegedly got possessed and nearly died. So and I remember Andrea talking about that too, yeah. but that it went wrong. The the seance that went wrong. When uh, so this is from Bathsheba to the parents is the conjuring based on the true story. According to Andrea, her mother's body contorted into a ball. Her mother's scream led Andrea to believe she had died. She claimed that her mother was possessed for several minutes and was slammed against the floor with her head. Her mother was temporarily unconscious before returning to her former self. I thought I was going to pass out, said Andrea. My mother began to speak a language not of this world in a voice not of her own. Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. And see, I'm over here and like, I don't care. And no. see, that was just a fraction of what we saw in the movie. That is a demon. Like, there's no other way to what that was yeah. that was a demon as chronicled in her book and the Bathsheba search for evil documentary um, apparently this documentary is only being released so far in Canada just in case anybody's wondering mm -hmm. um, when I looked over this article and I was like where is this documentary going to be it's airing October of this year in Canada so any of our Canadian listeners uh, apparently there's a network over there I think called T&E that's where it's going to be airing, and it's going to be sometime in October. Hopefully, at some point, we will get a U.S. airing. Um, my husband and I might try to get a VPN before that so we can fucking watch shit from Canada. So, right. <laughs> if we do, we'll let you know. We'll invite Casper over, yes. and we'll all let everybody know. But, um <laughs> So, uh, Bathsheba Search for Evil, the documentary. Andrea's father kicked the Warrens out for good after that. They returned only one time more to ensure Carolyn had survived the seance. The parent family was forced to live in the house until 1980 due to financial reasons. Ultimately, the presence of Ed and Lorraine had become fodder for skeptics who, made, who may have good reason to dismiss them as frauds. The story in general has become streamlined and exaggerated in The Conjuring. The true story of The Conjuring remains unknowable while Andrea Perrin claims to remember ev every terrifying detail. The things that went on there, the things that went on there were just so incredibly frightening, she said. It still affects me to talk about it today. Both my mother and I would just as soon swallow our tongue than tell a lie. People are free to believe whatever they want to believe, but I know what we experienced. She claims the film took liberties, like adding blood or replacing the seance with an exorcism. And listen, movies always do that. Ultimately, it's likely most would have never heard of Bathsheba Sherman without The Conjuring. 
Legend has it that she turned into stone when she died. Others blamed a rare type of paralysis, which, like most aspects of Sherman's story, appears more likely than supernatural. So, yeah. Um, and I've heard, uh, I've even heard Andrea men mention this as well, the woman that uh, lived in the house next door that hanged herself. Um and apparently that's something that's going to be mentioned more in this documentary um, that Andrea is going to talk about. Uh, so the woman, her name was Mrs. Arnold. That was the woman that lived on the Arnold estate. This is just a quick excerpt from an interview that Andrea did for the, for the Canadian documentary. Um, so Mrs. Arnold... Uh, oh, wow. that <laughs> she, uh, she was 93 when she died and, uh, she hanged herself in 1797. Um, could you imagine being 93 and hanging yourself? I mean, I guess it could happen. I guess you could. I, there's still some 93 year olds out there. That that, I mean, you're right. So I, mean, right. I guess it could happen, but, uh, um, and then Bathsheba, the people saying that she turned to stone it was, um, she developed paralysis after a stroke. That is a very common thing to happen. Mm -hmm. Obviously, back in the 1800s, if your body seizes up like that, I'm, I'm sure somebody that would have a very, very, very lack of knowledge would say, oh, she turned to stone because of the way her body just contorted and seized up like that. But uh, she had a stroke, had paralysis from the stroke. Um and we know it was 1885. She obviously didn't hang herself. Um, I believe that there were even records that showed that Herbert lived a lot, a lot longer. So that the the hole that he died as an infant that she killed him, you know, obviously that was put to rest. And then I have heard other things about the that there were multiple children. That there were actually three children, more than likely. Um, and now, according to what happened with Mrs. Arnold, her husband died first. She couldn't take being without her husband, so she hanged herself in the barn, and a farmhand cut her down so that it didn't look like a suicide, because that would have been frowned upon. Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. So, I... Uh, you know, anybody that dies in a way like that, I could definitely believe would come back as a really, really, really angry spirit. Well, I mean, I, I, well, just I, the whole so spirit that we heard at the sanatorium. Believer. Yeah. You know, it said murder in this yeah. really angry voice. Like when you, even though, like when you commit suicide, there's a lot of emotions going on in you. And I feel like you can be angry. You can be 100% angry. Which would, which is literally the stirring pot for a, a demon to rear its ugly head. You know, and again, like we said, there was so much activity just around that. You know, this is a really large, it was not just that house and the property that that house was yeah, on. No. This is neighboring properties that was all adjacent back in the 1800s. I mean, that was a really common thing. And then obviously later on over time, uh, money, different things, zoning changes, and that property will, will dwindle from the original uh, 
So um, I think that's really interesting now, knowing about the Arnold estate next door, Mrs. Arnold and her whole history. Um, and just the fact that, you know, listen, kids died, on babies especially, died under they could get a cold and they would just die. And right. back in the 1800s, some people, especially if you mix religion into oh, that Lord. and and not so, you know, they're, they're not quite book smart, but then you've got religion and superstition wrapped into all of that. If, an, if a healthy baby one day caught a cold overnight and then was dead the next morning, yeah, people would be like, what the fuck? This was a demon or somebody must have killed the baby. You know, it. there was no, the, the, the medical community then versus now, there was no way of being able to do anything to find out later that no, this was just an illness. It was a bacterial infection. It was a virus. It was whatever that killed the baby. Kids, especially babies, died of out on farms too. Oh, you can forget it. Oh yeah. You go to any really, really old cemetery, especially in areas where it was pioneer farmland. The cemeteries are going to have a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, Cades Cove in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. There is a cemetery there that I just been years. This was gosh years ago. I went. It shocked me until I realized later I was young, too. So, was, like I said, it's been a long fucking time ago. Um, but at the time, it was very shocking because I'd never really experienced anything like that. This cemetery, the large majority of the grave sites in this cemetery were babies. Um, a lot of the gravestones didn't even have a name. They didn't have a year. I mean, so this, this meant they were literally, like, didn't even make it to a year. They were just a couple months old. Infants. Uh, if they, if it was in the shape of a heart or had a lamb, that's what made me really sad. There were so many lambs. Wow. You saw so many lambs just dotted throughout. Uh, tuberculosis. Anything so common now that, Babies are inoculated for, that there's common medicines for. Babies died left and right and center back then of everything, especially if you lived out in the country. Oh, 100%. So, uh, but you know, if people already didn't like, listen, if somebody doesn't know, if somebody already doesn't like you and then their baby dies and you're like, well, obviously Bathsheba did it. I mean, it's just. Well, obviously, all of the women of the Salem Witch Trials were, rich, were witches. Well, and I think, too, so there was another thing that there was a lot of jealousy involved in the fact that her husband, what was his name, Judson? Judson. The fact that Judson was such a prominent landowner. Yeah. That there were, I'm sure, a lot of women vying to be with him because he probably had the most money in Harrisville at that time with having a over 200 acre farm. Like, my God, like that's, I, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So I'm sure there was a lot of jealousy when out of all of the women in that town, he picked Bathsheba. So I think it was really, I think it was really easy to, to be a hater and to paint her just right off the bat because of jealousy. Um, and then she's taking care of this baby. The baby died. I mean, I just, I think people made her a pariah. You know, I mean, even down to where by the time the parents, the parents moved there in the 70s, 
historians there were there were rumors in the historical records that Bathsheba was was mean to farmhands. Now come to find out, that was actually Mrs. Arnold. That was something Sounds else. Like Mrs. That Arnold was something was a else. Bitch. I, that was something else. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was something else I heard too, and I think that it's going to be. I, I read that's going to be mentioned in this TNA or TNE channel documentary, uh, Bathsheba's Search for Evil. Um, but yeah, I, a lot of this was Mrs. Arnold. You know, there are. I um. There's a really prominent psychic. She's usually on Ghost Adventures. A lot older lady with blonde hair. I, I cannot, oh, you know what I'm oh, talking about. Um, I love her though. She's very animated, but I really I love her to death. Love her. I love her energy. Mm -hmm. I love her spirit. I I cannot for the life of me think of her name. But she said in an interview, and this was really telling, and I'm and I I, I'm a, I believe this woman. I really believe her. She's amazing. I I am a firm believer that there are. And she says this. There are more evil spirits than there actually are demons. And what she means by that is if somebody was just a fucking asshole in life and they die, their spirit's going to be a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it just, and that, listen, and that makes, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. So this whole thing that a spirit can't, attack you or so we, we know spirits can physically touch you but but what she says which I'm, I'm really starting to believe is that every time that people think that they've been attacked by a demon that it's actually more likely that you were attacked by a really really negative spirit typically what demons will do is they will attach to you a demons don't demons don't want to attack Patty, you. Patty Negri. Yes, love this woman. Love her to death. Love her. She's a Libra. Um, hell yeah, she love is. Love her even more. <laughs> I I'm a firm believer in that. She says, uh, she and I, I think I might have found this on TikTok. She says in this interview, she said that demons' sole purpose is attachment. Yeah, they are parasites. They want to feed off of you. More than likely, if you get the scratches or pushed or something like that, that's just an asshole spirit. That's just somebody that was an asshole in life that died and they're still a fucking asshole. And they don't fucking like you. They don't like your face. They don't like you. You know, so they're going to scratch. I don't scratch. like you. I don't like your face. They're going to scratch you. They're going to push you. They're going to pull your hair. They're going to tell you over an EVP to get the fuck out. That... Can, would you would you say she's right? I, I'm I'm I mean, serious. I would, I'm, I would I'm, say I'm she's really wrong. Not, I'm really not. Now I but do I'm not believe, saying every single one of those things are only and that spirits. too. And that you too. have to be very careful and that with that too. line. And that too. Only because a lot of stuff that happened on the Conjuring set, yeah, was very demonic. Yeah, weird. And I'm not saying she's wrong. She probably knows way more fucking stuff about this than I do. I, so I, but I do, blaming, but and I and I do. I do a thousand percent agree with her that demon soul purpose are, are parasites. They have to attach to you. But I think along with that attachment, there's going to be attacks. And well, that again like, goes back to what the Warren said exactly. about the three. The three. I, guys, listen, I'm a firm. Let me tell you right now. If there's evil energy and I get three scratches. Nope. I'm, I'm the fuck out. I'm going to the first baptismal. I'm dumping myself in holy water. 
and then I'm finding somebody to bless, I, I'm I'm going to everybody. I'm going to witch doctors. I'm going to I'm I'm going to a synagogue. I'm going everywhere because what they have that, to do. I'm still I'm a firm believer in that rule of three. Thing. Demons can't they, just possess you, right? They can't just be like, oh look, I'm a possessed this human, and then jump right in. And that's what makes me believe that it's she's not wrong. By any circumstances, right. she's not wrong. Especially the the attachment. Especially, thing. but and demons believe... cannot just possess you. No, they have to little by little, little by little, they get more and more. And yes, of course, they're getting more and more attached to you. That is very true. But not all malevolent attacks are malevolent spirits. Demons do it too. Demons are just, their goal is to possess you while malevolent spirits are just kind of like, well, we're, you know, we're fucking assholes. Just like Becky said, we're going to continue to be assholes. So it's a, it's like a fine line. It's a very fine line. Do I think there are malevolent spirits at the Conjuring House? 100%. Do I think there are also demons? 100%. It could have started with Miss Arnold or, you know, whoever the fuck that was and yeah. stirred a pot to create the energy for a demon to manifest. It's not like it started off as a demon. But with her oh, sounding a like a complete... Her being a complete fucking asshole, which it sounded like she was, certain energies and certain things was a domino effect to create a pot where a demon was like, yeah. I can manifest now. Yeah. Do I think it's her? Yeah. Do I think it's a demon? Yeah. There's a lot going on over there. <laughs> There's a shit ton going on over there. But I do firmly believe that there is a demon now at that house. Um, the spirit that was attacking them very well could have been Mrs. Arnold and very well could have not been a demon. But I feel like so much has happened since then that's been super negative. You have a family that's vulnerable. You have people that's vulnerable. That is an absolute recipe for a demon to manifest. So, I believe what Patty says 100%. It could have started off with a malevolent spirit, because it sounds like she was a bitch. And then a demon a manifested from it. And it just, it continues to get worse. Because of the fact that now you have this bitch, and now you have a demon. And then 50,000 other spirits, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And there are. I mean, um, uh, prior to... Cats were coming over. I turned on just to throw Tubi out there again. They're not a sponsor, but we love them. Totally free. We should really talk free. to them. Uh, <laughs> we talk about Tubi I mean, and Discovery Plus like it's our job. Sleepless unrest. Uh, I switched on again today. Uh, we have mentioned it before. It is one of the best documentaries I've seen so far about not only some not even so much history about the home but really about the hauntings and do you actually get to see firsthand for people that stayed there that experienced not only hauntings and and just all kinds of activity stuff three weeks later followed them home because of things that they took out of the home well yeah as soon as they said they took something i'm like y'all it, what? The one couple, the daughter woke up crying. There was something in her room. Nope. See, if you got kids, you got me messed up. I ain't bringing nothing back. I ain't bringing nothing back anyway. Period. But I mean, if you have kids especially, I just, that, no. I'm not smart. But yeah, it's, uh, 
that's my other, yeah. So that's my other thing with not, really that's my big, the end of that is my biggest thing with not going to places like that. Because even if you don't take anything, something can follow you home. Even Sometimes hauntings are like stepping on gum. Yeah. It yeah. It comes with you. It, you know, a blade of grass that got on your shoe that followed you home from that place and a piece of whatever. And that, that could be enough to just have something attached to you and follow you home. That's why we're so big on, and I remember even my dad laughing, mentioning this and I'm like, oh, listen, no dad, we take this shit very seriously. That's why we're so big on sage, Palo Santo, um, either spray or uh, actually burning it or whatever that we bring with us is not only a cleansing before we go in there to open ourselves up and to protect us, but, at the end is almost like a closing, but also again, to protect us. Mm -hmm. We don't want anything. We know we are vulnerable to something either attaching to us or following us. And we don't want either one. No, you need to stay you. where you are, you know, especially spirits, you know, you'll just get spirits that really don't even have any malevolent intent. They just don't want to be there. Yeah, exactly. So they will attach to you. And now all of a sudden, the rate, you know, the, t I forgot to say the radio. Who the fuck's on the radio in their goddamn house? Um, I got them. Hey, Sonny, can you turn on the, listen, I love those, uh, what I are know, those really ones called? Cute. The older looking ones they, that have the cassettes in them? The, uh, the uh, transistor radios. Yeah. Well, transistor radios were the really old Those are cool as hell. Just, just had AM on. <laughs> Sometimes. So cute, I know. You know? <laughs> but all of a sudden your Alexa pops on and, uh, it's just because, you know, the friendly ghost followed you home because they didn't want to be in the shithole that they. And you'd in you'd be honestly very lucky that it was a friendly one. <laughs> you you would be very you know, lucky. I mean, really, but but still, even even friendly or not, it just I I don't want anything attached to me. No, I don't want anything coming in my, no. in my home. This is my sanctuary. Yes. I don't want anything. Yeah, malevolent or not, but unfortunately, typically when you go to places like this. If something's going to follow you, it's not going to be good. No. And I I even think what... Now, could there very well be well-meaning spirits? I mean, could Judson Sherman be haunting that property? Could the children be haunting that property? How do we not know that? They could be positive spirits. If Bathsheba is actually haunting that property, I would think she would be... I don't know how positive I'd be now. I'd be like, oh my fucking fuck my <laughs> Right. Goddamn movie. Y'all got me out of here saying I'm a demon killing people and shit. She's like, it was fucking Mrs. Uh, Arnold. God damn it. <laughs> bitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I just think it's safe to say, period, that there are a multitude of spirits. There's a lot on that property on. in Harrisville, Connecticut. Connecticut. And, Rhode Island, uh, is it Rhode Island? Oh, Jesus. Pretty sure I thought it was Rhode in Island. Connecticut. Well, <laughs> literally, I don't know. <laughs> I'm Sorry, guys. Sure it is... literally just did a whole fucking thing, and now I'm over here. Like, yeah, it's in Burrillville, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Burrillville. It is Rhode Island. Okay. Well, back then, was it called Harrisville? 
I guess was it called Harrisville back then? Considering how long ago that was, it's very possible. Well, because that, that's what they said in the article. I'm going to buy you a gift card to go to this place. See, it says located in Harrisville, Rhode Island. So yeah. I'm wondering if it's one of the same. Rhode Island. Because you know it's like Here's Cincinnati. You know yeah, it's Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't live in Cincinnati, but I live in Cincinnati. You know right. what I'm saying? It's probably something like that. Where it's a quote-unquote suburb of Harrisville. But the actual city that it's in is Burlville. Oh, it's on the Burlville, Rhode Island. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? It's probably like a deal like Cincinnati, where it has a bunch of suburbs. Like it's, but it's in Harris Hill. It's just oh my goodness, and it is literally right on the border of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. It, it really is. is. Like, it's right there. It's right, right on the border. That's enough. And you know what? There's a lot of little like there's a there's a, a Nasonville. There's a lot of little vills. <laughs> there's a lot of little vills. Little vills. You know what, though? Yeah. Or, shoot, Burlville could have been changed. Wow, that looks awful. Could have been changed. <laughs> God, that looked terrible. Uh, Burlville could have once been Harrisville. Because that happens a lot, too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Where town names change over. Um, I'm trying to find some history of this. Place. <laughs> like I'm trying to find some damn history. Uh, okay, here we go. There is some. It would oh, only gradually take the various mills and villages took took shape. Oh, okay. So there was like, there was. Harrisville, there were all these mills around the area that kind of all came together as Burlville. There was Harrisville Mills, Mapleville Mills, and then they just all came together. Um, oh, okay, because, okay, I think you're right. Like, how Cincinnati, or even like LA, like a big city can have like, like, you might actually live in... Um, Oh, God, I'm trying to think. There's, like, so many neighborhoods in L.A., but you actually live in L.A. Right. Uh, Same thing like Cincinnati. It's yeah. It's actually huge. You could live, yeah, you could live in a community and say, oh, I live in Price Hill. People will be like, I don't know what Price Hill. Oh, I live in Cincinnati. Oh, okay, okay. you live in Cincinnati. Exactly. Right. So that's the same thing. So, like, Burlville is made up of Pascogee. I think I'm saying that correctly. Oakland, Nasonville, Mohegan. Um, Glendale, Harrisville, and Mapleville. Okay. So, Burlesville is Cincinnati in, inherently. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then it actually says here that, un so it was until 1846 that the Sherman Farm was over 1,100 acres. Wow. That's fucking huge. So, that, and, and, so that was the farm that didn't just mean that there was that one house, though. So you're talking oh, yeah, 1,100 no. acres scattered out with other houses 
on that property. 900 acres is a lot of fucking land. That's, that's a lot, bro. That's like Christ. the entirety of Rhode Island. I feel like. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because Rhode Island is Rhode Island not... is not that big. I'm over here like, how fucking big is Rhode Island? Didn't it take us 30 minutes to drive? Rhode country? Island in total is 1,200 square feet. So, yeah. I'm sorry, what did you just yes. say? Yes. Yes. The area of Rhode Island is 1,250 square miles. Square miles. Oh, square miles. I'm sorry. I was like... I almost messed myself up, I too. was like, my apartment was, is bigger I than Rhode Island. I thought it was Rhode Rhode Island. Island. I was literally like, okay, Rhode Island is that fucking big. Um, I literally was over here like... That's still not that big, though. It's not at all. That's really not that big. I was over here like, my apartment's bigger than Rhode Island. Guys, Something is I wrong. Barely. <laughs> Hilarious. Geometry. Okay. Hilarious. Like measurements. Please don't ever have me measure anything. That's super small. Or still. build anything because it will collapse. Like I that's, that's really that is small. all my husband's thing. Um you give me some algebra. You give me a Pythagorean theorem. Oh, throwing love, it down. Fucking love me some Geometry, algebra. that is my husband. You you have him build you stuff, not me. I will not. <laughs> I can barely put a shelf up. Hilarious. I can't hang pictures straight. Um, you can't do anything strange. No, nope, I know. I really can't. Besides him, you're right. See again. You're very much the don't trust he's the only man for me. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could not be a first statement. No, but for real, like that little Rhode Island is small. So well, that I mean, is... you're talking between, and this is also between two states too. Okay, so you got to think it borders. It's it's bordering two states. So that was land. 1,256 miles Yes, is how many acres? Why did I spell it like that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no. I don't need to. Thank you. Um, oh, 768,000 acres is equal to 1,200 square miles. I have eight, yeah, eight hundred and three thousand acres. So it's not the entirety of Rhode Island, but it's a it's a good point. That's it's, a it's a good part. Big chunk. That's a Rhode big Island. chunk. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Noise. I have. I don't. I just don't even want to. I don't even want to visit this place. No. I want to be very far from that place. Thank you. I'm trying to think of how many, um, I'm trying to think of how much land they have now on that property. Definitely not that much. I think it's a few acres still. That didn't is hard say, for me to believe. Didn't they say four? It's hard Am for me I to believe. Am I pulling that out big. of my ass? That how, why does that house not look that big? It really doesn't. They're saying that house is 3,000 square feet. That it house does that not look, that, look big. that big. Maybe it's the camera angle. Boy, and I am shocked for what it went for. They bought that house for less than a quarter of a million in 2019, and they sold it for one and a half million dollars. Just they bought that May. house for 250 grand. I said almost half. Oh, almost half. Half, not a quarter. Almost half. So about almost five hundred about four hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's shocking. And just sold it for that's incredibly shocking. One and a half million dollars. Because not only is it the acreage that you're buying, but the house itself the house being itself. Yeah. super historic. 
that's that's very surprising yeah but the people that bought it though they're still they don't live there i guess i can see why because they're gonna make that money back hand over fist with all oh, yeah. of the fucking easily uh paranormal tours that they do through there so that i mean that was a no-brainer those the the heinzens i think that's what's their name who originally sold it they made their money back and then some so you know i, I wouldn't mean, love their either. and they do paranormal they're paranormal investigators too so i wouldn't love their uh, oh hell no no i don't even want to visit the damn place much less no there. i mean and again again Again, like I've said, I fault no one who has been there, who no. wants to visit there, who wants to go. You do your thing, more power to you. You do you. Me? Moi? Me, no. myself, and I? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, um, yeah, that's all I've got. Did you have anything else? Guys, again, check out that, uh, if you are Canadian, or Canuck, uh, you said Canadia. Listen, I Canucks. always say that shit. Canadia. I'm like, um, the Canadias are Canucks to the north. If you get a chance to watch it, please let us know. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to watch it here. I'm just going to have to get a VPN, I guess. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed tonight. We are so happy to be back. Uh, and this was a really great episode just to... We have talked so much about The Warrens. The Conjuring is one of our all-time favorite movies. It's my number one comfort movie, as I'm sure it is Casper's. Um, and... We know so much about that story. We've heard from Andrea Perrin. We've heard the Warren side of it. It's kind of time to get Bathsheba's side of the story. And I like that, you know, again, shout out to Amanda at Spooky New England uh, Ghoul. I love that there's people out there spreading the good word and, and clearing Bathsheba's name out there on social media. Younger generations who are probably new to The Conjuring and are like, who is Bathsheba? Was this real? Now you've got these kids on TikTok and instagram that are clearing her name so i think that's really awesome and like i said i think no matter how old anybody is or how old stories like that get i think it's good to clear things like that up because that will stay in history and unfortunately a lot of people watch these movies and as soon as you see it's based on a true story a lot of people take the entire movie as a goddamn documentary and hollywood takes a lot of artistic privileges quote unquote mm -hmm. um but that's not to say that a lot of that didn't happen. And I, I really, really encourage everybody to read Andrea's books and listen to Andrea's stories. Because I'm telling you, what happened in that movie doesn't even compare. What they actually went through was fucking, I mean, really happened. We got a, a little smidge, a taste of that in, an, in a 90 minute long movie. They lived through that for 10 goddamn years. She watched her mom contort like Chrissy from Beckna and almost fucking die in front of her, y'all. Like that shit, you got, no, worst chiropractor ever. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no. So that shit wasn't even in the goddamn movie. So yeah, I I really urge everybody to to watch any documentaries you can with Andrea, with the parent family to really hear their story. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, all that's interesting. This article was great. And um, again, like we said, just thanks everybody for hanging in there with us. And we are really happy to be back. This was so much fun. Um, it's good to be back. And then like we said, next week, our interview with Tony Wash will be <laughs> happening. We promise it will be happening. Yes, it is actually happening this time. 
Um, yeah, and again, big thanks to Tony Wash. Uh, he has been such a kind soul through all of this. Hey, he is, he's human. He understands human things. Yeah. Human, human's gonna human. So there's like nothing you can do about that. But and he um, he said nothing but family first. So yeah. he's been very kind. He's an all awesome this. guy. So again, um, if you guys have not seen his work, Skeletons in the Closet. Please watch that. Please go back and listen to our interview with him and the producer on that. Um, he is working with Bloody Disgusting on uh, Bloody Bites, which is available again, free. Hey guys, these free streaming services, come on. You gotta you gotta start looking into these where you literally pay nothing and you get a buttload of content. Tubi, Pluto TV, they're killing it. Um, you can watch Bloody Bites on Pluto TV. There's so many different episodes. It's like an anthology series. Some of these shorts are really, really good to the mm -hmm. point that I actually wrote down names of directors because I, if I see their names pop up, some of these I want made into full-length full films. I mean, because they're, they're that good. Mm -hmm. And you think back to like Saw, Lights Out, there are so many examples of really great horror films that started out as shorts. And I, and I think we're seeing some geniuses in the making on Bloody Bite. So I really encourage everybody, even if you can't get through the whole thing, there's there's great descriptions so if there's just certain episodes you want to watch um i think there's three stories per episode so they're, they're real quick um but some of them are just fucking in, mm -hmm. incredible um but again like vh you know some of these anthology series some of them can be great some of them can be like what the fuck was that some of them can be like okay that was awful so um you know i mean you you take what you can get i i really didn't watch any out of the ones that I watched, there were none that I didn't like at all. I think maybe one. There were a couple where maybe I need to go back and watch it again. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I was distracted where I was just thoroughly confused. I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Maybe I'm supposed to be confused. Maybe I'm not supposed to know what's <laughs> going on. Maybe that was the whole point. Um, maybe there was only one that I like really was like, okay, I didn't like that. But all in all, they were good. Yeah, they are. Even the ones that were confusing were kind of like, okay, this is confusing, but this is kind of fucked up confusing. And I'm kind of digging it. But uh I, yeah, again, check it out. Tony is super talented, and uh, what he's doing, the fact that he's got to work with Bloody Disgusting is incredible. Um, also, we, we did mention Sleepless Unrest. If nobody's gotten a chance to watch that, that is uh, also available on Tubi. So, um, that's, all I, that's all I got, guys. All right, my dudes, where well, you know we have all the socials. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DFWTO Podcasts. Yes. DFWTO podcast. It's been a while since we've done this. Um, the handles is DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, or want to say hey, uh, email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. And also, please give us a follow and a subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Pretty much um, everywhere that you listen to podcasts, we yes. are available. And please follow us so you know, just in case, you know, it happens again where we have to... Uh, Take breaks. You'll always know when we put new new episodes out. But for right now, we are solid. We are we have got a no, great no schedule coming. We We're do gonna have some some great yes. stuff coming to you guys. So, yes. Again. And don't forget, fall is tomorrow. Our season is upon us. Spoopy season is yep. is get upon you us. A fall candle. Get you something with pumpkin in it. And get ready. Yes. I definitely will be watching some horror tomorrow. I I, I did last night. I, I mean, great. I. I, uh, listen, I always watch horror guys. You know how it works. I mean, here it's horror 24-7, but, um, I, I'm, 
I've already started my I, spoopy I need to, season yeah, again. Yeah, see, I need, I need to start watching, like, The Conjuring, Halloween. I got to get, like, my, my my staples. My staples. I got so Houses October built and Hell House in last I night, can't watch so. those by myself. So, um. Yes. Of course I can, because I'm a psycho. Guys, but, hey, listen. There's, <laughs> as, as much as we love horror, there are still some things that scare, scare the shit out of me. I'm still a little kid. I need a nightlight on. I need my hubby here. I, yes. You're my girlfriend. <laughs> I, need a, I need a stuffy. I, uh, yeah. You're my girlfriend. I, I am. I, I, <laughs> sometimes, literally, always figuratively. <laughs> right? Listen. Are you really best friends if we're not a little gay? <laughs> All right, my dudes. I hope you have a, we hope you have a fantastic week. Be safe out there. Go get pumpkin. Go get, go to Spirit Halloween. Go get spoopy because tomorrow is the first day of fall in our season. We love you guys. Thanks again for all your support and waiting for us. We'll be back next week. And remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with the original. original. Bye. Our stuff. <laughs> there you go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs>